0: Hi and welcome to episode 95 of the This Is Repertage podcast. My name is Alan Law. I'm the founder of This Reportage and This Repertage family, and I'm a photographer too. Excited to have the fab Agata Shimanovich on the podcast this week. Based in London, Agata has won an incredibly impressive 10 Repertage family awards from us, and she goes behind the scenes of a couple of those today, as well as much more, including how she approaches a typical family shoot, her waiting for the miracle project, top tips for better documentary family coverage, why I think her website is so great, our Netflix game, her background as a child psychologist, and much more too. I'll be meeting Agata at our This Repertage and This Reportage Family Christmas Party on December 6th as well, which is just a few days away now. Can't wait. Right, over to Agata. Hey, Agata, how are you doing?
1: Hi, Al. I'm very well, thank you. Thanks so much for having me.
0: Oh, Thanks for coming on. An honour um, to have you on here. Yeah, thank you. How is it with you at the moment? Are you, in, you're in, are you based in London or near London? Or? Uh,
1: yes, I am in London, indeed, north London.
0: Okay, cool. Nice. And what's, what's the weather like?
1: It's beautiful today. It's sunny. <laughs> I can't believe that. It is actually <laughs> sunny.
0: That is good. That's good. It's sunny here too in, in Cornwall. It's been torrential rain for the last two days I and mean, we had a storm overnight, but it is very nice here. Mm, that is cool. <laughs> Um yeah so you said you you live in north london. I really don't know london very well at all actually. How how long have you been have you how long have you been living there?
1: I've been in london for 15 over 15 years and most of that time uh here in north london. Okay. It's uh, yeah I I love it here and I was actually speaking with somebody yesterday I said well this is where I'm staying. I found my place. I'm here. I'm not going anywhere.
0: <laughs> That's cool. Cool. Yeah, grand. Great great stuff. I love to visit London. Love it. And um, I'll be seeing you. You're going to come to the Christmas party in uh, December, yes. aren't you? Yeah.
1: Yes, I am. I'm looking That's...
0: forward to it. Oh, me too. As well. i be fab to properly meet you in the flesh as well. Yeah, that'd be really cool. Do you ever um, have you been down in Cornwall? Yes, actually
1: for the first time uh, this year because I've been meaning to go for well all of the 15 years because this is where everybody says you have to go to Cornwall, but somehow each year when it came to summer, I thought, "Well, Cornwall is beautiful, but it might rain." That's so fair. no, it maybe next year. <laughs> <laughs> but we did go this year, and it was amazing. The weather was brilliant, and so, I have to say, I'm not a beach holiday kind of person. I get really mm-hmm. bored. But beach holiday in Cornwall is a completely different ball game. I loved it. There's so much to do there, and the kids loved it too. So we will be going back.
0: Oh, that's great. Oh, good stuff. I'm glad the sun was out for you when you came. It does make a big difference, actually, does it? Where in um, Cornwall did you go to? Uh,
1: I'm probably going to mispronounce it, but uh, Port Laven.
0: Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's lovely. Yes. Oh, really nice. Oh, that's cool. I'm glad you had a good time. Yeah. I need to make the most of it. And I live only like 15 minutes from um, nearest beach and like a 40 minute walk, actually. The only time I generally go is like walking my dog down to it. I need to need to appreciate it. More. It's funny, isn't it? When you live somewhere, you generally don't appreciate the thing so much sometimes.
1: Exactly. I have uh, a lot of um, international friends, uh, partly because my daughter goes to inter- uh, international school and okay all of them know so much more about London than I do because they are on a. A lot of them are on a limited time here and they're using uh, it well. Whereas I'm like, yeah, I can always go there to see this or that. And, and then I never do. (laughs)
0: Yeah, no, I get that. That's true. That's true. We went on a little family uh, holiday to London this year. Our, our, obviously, our only holiday—we've not been abroad obviously since COVID as well. But we went for like four days in London. I just had a super time taking the kids there. It was yeah, it was awesome.
1: I think it's a fantastic city, and and I know that you know quite often people say, oh, you know, we had kids and then we moved out of London, and I I have to say I could never understand that for me um you know, i the first time i came to london and i was uh, 16 years old Immediate fell in love with the city and promised myself that one day i will come back to live here oh, so that's God. what happened but i vividly remember from being a child myself that i really wanted to live in a big city to have all the opportunities to to do things because i grew up in a small town and i could never do things i was passionate about so i feel really fortunate to be able to raise my children here and you know pretty much any kind of activity they want to do or things they want to see it's here
0: yeah sure it's right on your doorstep um yeah of course that's awesome and 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 so multicultural as well which is such a benefit i mean down here in cornwall i have to say it's really not multicultural you know it's um it's an odd kind of it's just, I don't know, it's just very strange down here, which isn't very healthy, bringing up children in that kind of atmosphere, actually. So,
1: I actually so. remember you uh, talking about that uh, in a different podcast. And so, yes, I, I, this is the aspect of living here that I love. And for us as an international family, it's, um, it feels especially important. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, when I'm in London, I don't feel uh, a foreigner, but it changes when I, when I leave London know, I've never you know had anything sort of not nice happen to me but you just you just feel different
0: uh, okay that's yeah that's interesting mm. Ah, funny. Um, I have to say, when, when we when we were in London, by the way, you, I don't know if you've done this or not, but you probably have you probably haven't because you live in London. But we did a a Thames boat trip tour. It was a horrible histories tour on the on on a boat oh, along I the Thames. Haven't. Yeah, it was so good. I I loved it. I think I enjoyed it more than the kids. It was uh, it was really good. I say really recommend that. Was awesome. I have
1: to do that with my kids then. You see, this this is what I mean. But you, know, you are telling me about cool things to do in London.
0: <laughs> oh, it's funny. How old how old are your kids?
1: Uh, there are four and seven.
0: Oh, cool! Nice eighties, Yeah, they'd appreciate it. I think, especially probably especially the seven year old Um, but they would really, they'd enjoy that. I think. Yeah, it's cool.
1: Yeah, the four year old would probably just want to jump out of the boat. <laughs>
0: yeah. that's true cool um cool um I guess I want I wanted to congratulate you on your website first off by the way um because I just think it's fab and specifically how it opens with such a a great video of you you know talking explaining what it's so good the way you know you talk about why you do what you do the way you work and showing like behind the scenes footage of you working I think you get such a great sense of your personality instantly you know so warm and welcoming I think it's it's such a good idea so I just wonder yeah could you tell us more about that you know getting that done and implementing it on your website like that
1: yes well thank you so much i'm so glad you liked it It was uh, it took quite a while to have it built it was a custom built by uh, a fantastic uh, company um and i did want it to feel very personal because you know my through my business is me it is Mm. just me (laughs) and i i do so one thing i do i really always try to develop close personal relationship with my clients because I think it's it's really important when you are photographing people Mm, and um, you know I do two kinds of photography it's um, like polar opposite types so on one um, end of the spectrum is studio portraits Uh, on the other is um, is the documentary photography Mm -hmm. and I think you know if you are hanging out with a family for a day you know they have to sort of warm up to you You have to sort of be there i don't i don't really adopt this sort of fly on the wall approach i think if uh, i think you know if you want people to be natural and and, and enjoy the day and, and just really show you who they are and so let their guard down you you have to sort of be friends they have to be comfortable with you around yeah, sure. so this is exactly. what i always try to achieve during the sessions and i wanted to convey that on the through the website as well
0: well you did it so successfully honestly that video is so cool how it's the first thing straight away on your homepage. it's you there talking so lovely and you just honestly you just seem so just welcoming and lovely i know if i was looking for a family photographer and i came across your site i'd be like wow yeah she's great i want her <laughs> even before seeing the images which of course are awesome but that personality side that that warmth is just so important i think
1: oh thank you so much
0: <laughs> no, it's really cool honestly i love it and i'm guilty of it myself though on my website obviously i see so many websites and and a lot of them look so similar and they don't have that personality of the photographer at all and i'm guilty i think of it on mine especially my home page is a bit generic and i need to change it um yeah was it your idea to have that video then or was it like the the web team you had involved or
1: uh, i think it was a joint idea um So I did, we had a lot of briefing and um, I knew I wanted it sort of quite dark, um, just, you know, just to make it a little bit different. And I think it really conveys sort of how I wanted it, um, how I wanted it to be. And uh, just after it was done, uh, it was actually nominated for a Webby award and it won another award. So obviously that's the, the, you know, the the programmers and the the developers, designers.
0: That's cool. um,
1: Yeah, I was... uh, yeah that was very exciting
0: <laughs> that's very cool yeah award-winning photography and award-winning website that's very... great <laughs> <laughs> i love the way it's, it's very advanced those are well, because you can either like part way through the video like a couple of times you can kind of click behind the scenes can't you you can look yeah. at some of the images you've taken and then on also you can click you can see another little video of uh, is it a child of like doing intimacy spider is it was
1: yes. It? <laughs> yes
0: yeah and that's so cool honestly i love it anyway everyone listening now you've got to go and check out uh agatha's website and obviously i'll include a link through to it if you head to this or this it's very very cool um yeah i love it very cool um did oh uh, no i was going to ask quite personal i was going is it uh, well pe- i know people are uh, very often interested in websites obviously and they could go down the kind of template routes or they can have something totally bespoke was it a lot of money to get a really bespoke website like that done uh
1: it was quite a lot yes yeah. so i think it was done a few uh a few years ago and it was well it was a few thousand pounds
0: right oh well that's well worth it i think (laughs) that's well worth it for the the result you got that's so good
1: thank you thank you again (laughs) i do i do love it it's um yeah, it is what
0: I wanted. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Very, very cool. Cool. And and um, again, let's go on to one of your images. There's a couple of your awards that I'd like to talk about, actually, because uh, they're both very cool. Um, and one of your specific Repetage Family Awards that I love, uh, I think it was one of the first ones you won, is a shot where there's uh, there's three hammocks and you've got them all kind of perfectly in the frame. And in, in the one hammock, a girl is being swung in it and she has this expression where she looks like she's going <laughs> to fall out. You know what I mean?
1: Yes, yes, I do. um...
0: (laughs) So cool. Can you tell us more about that shot?
1: Yes. So that was our uh, COVID holiday. Oh. and because uh, i I'm, I'm originally from poland so i think the first day that we were allowed uh to leave the uk we uh got the kids in the car and drove for 26 hours straight oh. no no stops to poland
0: well, no no stops but it must been a oh, few toilet breaks yeah. <laughs> yeah toilet breaks that was <laughs> wow, wow but 26 hours how were they in the car for that was it okay
1: uh when they were asleep it was okay when they were not asleep uh, well
0: Complicated. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we nearly oh, there yet? Twenty six hours.
0: Wow, one um, adventure though. Cool.
1: <laughs> but yes, we got there, and then when we got there, of course, you know, we couldn't really do much. So um, we uh, we just stayed for three weeks in a tent on a sort of small plot of land that uh, belongs to my cousin. So it was like a big family holiday, uh-huh. extended family holiday, um, which is actually quite similar to what I used to do as a child, so the the, the camping, uh, sort of simplicity camping aspects of it. Oh, cool. So on that particular shot, of the, yeah, there are two dads just completely out of it, sort of chilling, 100% in holiday mode, and the kids just being kids and doing their own thing, and yeah, as you said, one almost just falling out of the hammock, and dad's just being completely oblivious.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's so cool to have that juxtaposition of that kind of excitement <laughs> and the the very relaxed dads. And I just love the way you framed it as well, though, to get all those hammocks in shot, kind of like leading your eye around through the hammocks and to that to that moment in the top left as well. It's a really cool shot. Yeah, I really like thank it. you. I always find it so interesting to hear the kind of history um behind an image like that. um Yeah, it's really cool um yeah so wow 26 hours though does that was that on the kind of did you go on the euro or ferry or yes euro tunnel
1: okay, and, cool. and yeah just through through europe we did so, the same thing this year as well 21 hours this year so we're getting better
0: Oh, a bit quicker yeah <laughs> 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 oh that's cool though yeah wow i don't think i'm trying to think what the longest car journey i've ever done i think it's only about eight hours so that yeah triple that wow
1: i think pretty, once pretty. you once you have done 26 you feel like and you can drive anywhere
0: Yes, I bet, I bet. <laughs> that's funny. Do you have? Did you have, like, podcasts and stuff playing or just, like?
1: Uh, audiobooks for the kids. Oh, that's good. So my husband and I, we were sick of, uh, I think that we had. they had two or three audiobooks um, going all the time. And by oh, the really? journey, we just wanted to take our eyeballs out <laughs> uh, or reveal you know, our ears, rather. Um, but, yeah, that's was what sort of kept the kids happy. And when the kids are happy, everybody's happy.
0: That is so true. That's like the life mantra, isn't it? And it is so yes. true. That's true. <laughs> um, so, Agatha, I read that before you were a photographer, amongst other things, you were a child psychologist. So I imagine that that experience must really help with forming connections with your clients and and helping children especially feel at ease with you. Can you tell us more about that then as well and how you got into photography?
1: Yes, sure. So, I have, um, I have quite an extensive sort of academic uh, sort of background. It started with um, international relations, then cross-cultural psychology, clinical psychology, where I did specialize in working with children from disadvantaged oh. backgrounds. Okay. Um, and then I moved on into research in psychology, business psychology, and then and then, ended up being a photographer.
0: <laughs> wow, gosh. Yeah. How did that happen then? How did you go from that psychology world to, to being a photographer? Uh,
1: I think so. photography has always been in my... Well, not always. Since I was 18, I have, um, I, I, I've been photographing. Uh, so it has always been something I loved. And it's, it's, uh, I think it's the only thing that gives me this this feeling of flow I don't know if you are familiar with the concept but in psychology there is this term flow which means when you are so engaged in an activity that you forget the time you forget anything else you just you are in your zone and Mm -hmm. yeah sort of the world is at the same time intensified but also stops existing and this is exactly how I've always felt when I when I photographed
0: oh wow that's Uh, awesome
1: but I never really thought of making it a career because, sort of, in Poland and also the so the family where I come from, it just wasn't a, like a career option. You know, mm-hmm. you should become a lawyer or a doctor, or have a proper job. <laughs> yeah. So I never, no, it never even occurred to me that I could do that. And then when I moved to London, um, and I've seen so many people sort of changing careers halfway through their life, doing it twice, three times. Taking risks—it's—it's it's very different. I don't know if it's something about London or the UK, but it's very different to what I know back from Poland. think oh, okay. that gave me this, so this impulse and um, encouraged me to really go after, well, my dream really cheesy as it sounds, but that's what mm. it was.
0: No, that's very cool. Yeah, that's really cool. So, what did, did you, you were working as a psychologist, and then yeah, how did you literally, like, physically go into you know becoming a photographer? Though, did you did you already have you know, did you go and photograph some like family friends first, or I guess your own children? Oh, you did, okay. Yeah, tell us.
1: Yes, uh, yeah. It started. So I didn't have my own children when uh, when I sort of transitioned in photography, but okay. uh, I started photographing friends, and then friends' friends. Then I went down uh, to, uh, from working full time. Um, I was working as a business consultant at that point, so I went from working full time to working part time and slowly building uh, my business. And cool. uh, yeah, and actually, and then that's, uh, I think eight years ago, I um, I left that job, which was uh, amazing. I worked in a, a brilliant uh, global boutique um, business psychology company. And so, so I left there and I set up my my own business.
0: Very cool. That must have been a, a super exciting, but scary time as well. Was it scary doing that?
1: Yes, it was very exciting. And uh, also it was so the same month I left. I, I left on actually 11th of September. And the same month is uh, when I got pregnant with my first child.
0: Oh, wow. Those are two major life events in the same month. then. Uh, yeah, yes. Wow. <laughs> Gosh. So yeah, that,
1: that idea I had um, of, you know, f- fully committing to my photography business hasn't happened immediately because you know there was a child to build and birth
0: (laughs) Mm, wow gosh what a time isn't it it's funny how things work out i wonder if maybe if you got pregnant a few months earlier you might have been maybe less likely to give up the job even i don't know and then you may not have become more into the photography side
1: so I think, you know, the, so the story with me was we, uh, and the, um, I've always been sort of very open about that and so people can read about it on my Instagram, um, my journey to having kids, to becoming a mom was a long and bumpy one. Oh, um,
0: yeah. As I so, saw you're waiting for the Miracle Project on your site, is that?
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah that's so that, cool. was, that was part of that. So it took us four years, so a lot of treatments um, and a lot of so some losses and a lot of stuff happened. Mm. Sorry. until I had yeah, until my first our first um, baby arrived mm-hmm. so um, so I think so in a, in a way so I, I did start photographing when when I was still sort of trying to get pregnant and I actually remember so that was quite a big sort of motivation for me then that's um, so I was go- I was going to a family and, and sort of documenting those sort of beautiful special moments and I think before because that's what I was so longing for myself, um, I think I could really see how special all this is and that became a big part of my motivation to record it for other people so they can really see it uh, as well what's what a beautiful fantastic special thing they have.
0: That's very cool that's very lovely. Um, I'm just thinking like, I just uh, I don't know. Obviously, did it make it harder though when you were you tr- you know to go and photograph other people's children when you were trying yourself? And it was um, was it no? Did it not? I just wondered. Sorry, I don't know if that's a bad question, yeah, but I'm I just. To,
1: no, no, it's it's fine. I said you know um, it was quite a few years ago, and uh, I had a lot of time to think about it all and <laughs> mm. uh, process it. Um, I don't think it was that difficult. No, I don't think somehow I didn't find the work difficult. I think the the personal. You know, in my personal life, it was difficult, mm-hmm. but uh, not so much the work. And then later, as you mentioned, you know, I did, you know, once um, after I did um, have, have a baby. So when, I think when she was about one or two years old, I did this, uh, this project, Waiting for the Miracle, which, um, where I uh, photographed and collected stories from women who struggled with fertility and child loss uh, themselves. And the idea behind the project was to is to tell those stories because I very vividly remember it when it was happening to me that it's uh, it felt very lonely. It felt like okay. sort of nobody was really openly talking about that. So by so by doing the project, I wanted to to break the taboo and mm-hmm. maybe reach out to people who are still in that situation so sort of still trying and show them that, look a you are not alone there are so many of us in in that horrible boat that nobody wants to be in but also that's that you know wherever you are there is um there, there is always hope and you know sometimes it's more difficult but you can get there so so the, yeah the message from from me and on all the all the fantastic women who Took part was you are not alone. To so keep trying, uh, you know, you might get your milk miracle.
0: Oh, it's so lovely, honestly. I had me in tears looking through that on your website, just to see those images of these these um, women with their children. Those well, and to read their words as well about what they went through. And it's such an amazing thing that you've done there. I think that's um yeah. Really, they awesome. were, they
1: were the, all the women who shared were, and you know, some of them travelled from outside London. And, you know, they were really open in, in sharing their stories, which, uh, which was amazing. And I have to say, when, whenever I go back and look at the project, i still uh, well up. And <laughs>
0: mm, I'm sure, yeah. Have you ever, did it ever become an exhibition or anything? Because I could imagine that being such a powerful physical exhibition as well. It
1: hasn't become a physical exhibition, but it was featured uh, on sort of some website and it was also featured by, by The
0: Telegraph. Oh, very cool. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, that's just such a lovely thing to have done, um, Agatha. I'm just thinking, I, I've never done anything, so, I don't know, that. I and mean, that's just so altruistic and so lovely, and just so using your photography skills to such a great, worldly, positive effect as well. I'm just thinking, I'm sitting here and thinking, yeah, I've, I photograph weddings, which obviously are important things, but they're nothing like that, you know. It just oh, always makes you think I should be doing more, and I hear people's, like, really inspiring stories like that. Well,
1: you know, uh, you are, well, I think, I think, well, just do what, doing what you do is is an is a fantastic and amazing thing because that's, of course, as as you of course know, you are so documenting the most beautiful moments in people's lives so they can look mm. at them forever. So that is a big thing
0: well yeah it's true but it's not as it's it's not like what you are doing there raising the breaking the taboo of such a thing and raising awareness of of such an issue um yeah no i i I, yeah it's just my it's my self problems anyway wedding photography obviously i love it and it's it is very important but i just there are more important things in the world that's all and it's just inspiring talking to people like you actually going out and doing these things as well and not for not for a monetary gain as well you know it's proper altruistic what you're doing um and it's just very very cool so just yeah massive respect massive respect you. um I, you mentioned that, uh, about lots of psychology um you were you were doing as well and just does that psychology background and experience you know does it help with you kind of um i don't know getting on with people or just like me, me, i can't talk today sorry like merging in well with the family and then being at ease with your presence and stuff. does that experience kind of help
1: i, I don't think that my psychology background helps with that because i think when i interact with somebody i don't you know it's not sort of very sort of thought through it's not I'm not thinking about strategies what to do not at all I'm just being myself and uh, just being interested and and just trying to interact like you know person to person but it does play a big role in sort of how I in my head um, approach photography and also in in my motivation so why so why I do what I do and and, and and also, so there is psychology which has this sort of huge, uh, uh, huge impact on how I do things. But it's also linked with um, through feminism. I'm, I'm, I'm a feminist, and okay. so there's two things. Um, so I think that so most of my clients, the people who approach me, are are women, sort of mums. Not hundred percent, but um, but the majority. And and I think in sort of general, I think that so These days, there is so much pressure on women, on moms, to just to be perfect in everything we do. It's, you know, do it all, have it all, be the perfect mom, have this, be, to have this perfect body, um, you know, work and parents. There's this, this saying that I read so, um, once, which uh, was something like, that we should parent as if we don't work, and we should work as if we don't have children. And I think it really encapsulates all the pressure that women are facing these days there's this, you know, this sort of need to be perfect in everything. And, and when I think about sort of what, what I do, um, and this relates, especially to um, documentary photographies, what I, I want to show people, I want to show my clients, I want to show women that they don't need to be perfect, they already are. That's mm-hmm. not perfect, but um, not perfect in this sort of perfectionistic ne- negative way. But but they are enough, they are doing a fantastic job they they don't need to sort of do anything better more um, they' are good enough mm-hmm. and and I think quite often we put you know there, there is the societal pressure, but uh, it became becomes internalized and we we just we were so good at <laughs> good bad at putting that pressure on ourselves and mm-hmm. So my goal and my dream when I uh, with every single work assignment is I want to show people how I see them which is sort of beautiful fantastic parents uh, people full of personality uh, interesting quirks just individuals I want so I want them to see themselves through my eyes and maybe to stop and see yeah see themselves differently and uh, maybe through you know, seeing how much work they put into everyday life, how much, how much they love their kids, how much they are loved, what, how fantastic their family is, maybe just to be a little bit easier on themselves.
0: That's so cool. Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, I t- totally what you mean about that. Well, obviously, I'm, I'm, I'm not a woman, but I mean, I, I see with my wife that kind of pressure that she feels under to be the, the perfect mom. And, and, and something... Uh, I, I don't know. I, I just from my own experience, I don't feel that as a dad. You know, I she my wife's always a lot more concerned about what other moms are doing with their children if they're like doing lots of after school clubs and things like that. And she really feels that kind of pressure. Um, which I don't know. I just don't feel. And maybe that society is. is there's a lot more pressure, as you're saying, on on women uh, than there are on men.
1: I think um, you know there is there is definitely i think pressure on men and dads as well but i think it's because of all sorts of historical societal reasons it's it's different mm. and uh, and there's definitely sort of more you know pressure on how we look for you know for women it's mm. for the society how how women look our sort of bodies our image it's it's a huge deal mm. and and yeah, i a lot quite often I you know women are what you know i don't want to be photographed at home i just you know I, I don't look good and it's like you look amazing <laughs> you mm. are you know you're you're fantastic you are beautiful you're individual you're loved just but you know there is there is a lot of this sort of hesitation about you know that we you know that i'm not good enough kind of
0: mm. feeling I, mean, I get that yeah i understand and it. also
1: thing about you know about uh you know, they just sort of worry that you know when you, when people are inviting somebody, a stranger, a photographer, into their home. You know, is is the home good enough? Is it clean enough? Is it, you know, there there is all yeah, all this sort of worry that you know something is not quite right.
0: So, yeah, I get that. Do you tell people beforehand in your communications? Look, you know, you don't need to clean for me. I'm not coming to judge you and your family. I want to capture you know the essence of just how you are.
1: Oh yes, definitely. Definitely. And, uh, you know, you know, some people sort of want to tidy up and I say, you know, it's completely up to you. I'm not photographing your house. I'm photographing you, who you are as a family, your day, what you do. I'm trying to photograph the essence. I'm not concentrating on, on, you know, on if it's on your rooms, if it's without tidy or not, I'm I'm concentrating on what's going on between you and trying to yeah sort of show the love and all the good stuff, um, that's that's happening between people
0: yeah sure definitely do you ever do you ever turn up to a shoot though and like um people you can kind of tell that people are not really being themselves or they're kind of semi-performing for the camera do you ever get that
1: i think there is that sometimes Uh, Mm. yes uh but often you know i spend the whole day with a family they can only do it for, for a while until sort of life
0: takes over <laughs> yes that's true isn't it um, yeah
1: and you know if sometimes kids start performing to the camera uh, so I just stop photographing
0: that's, you know, I think that yeah that sounds like a great way of doing it yeah I'm not photographing that yeah and they'll soon get the idea they don't need to ah. carry on doing that mm, that's True.
1: yeah do and you, also you do... know when parents or uh, I worry that you know like oh, what if my child is uh, in a bad mood if they're not behaving and then I say well that's perfect this is when we get the best photographs and so there will be you know there, there will be action there will be funny because you know kids melting down is on one hand not funny when you have to sort of deal with the situation but yeah. I think later years later you look at this and you and you recognize this and and the image is not just a picture but it carries the the, the memories and and brings back the feelings so it's pictures like that when not everything is necessarily 100% sort of happy clappy and and, and brilliant and everything is going well. I think these are often the ones that we end up cherishing most because they are real. They make us feel something
0: when we look Mm. at them. That is so true, that is so true. I just love your use of the phrase happy clappy there as well. I like that, happy clappy. I like that, I don't think I've heard that before. That's awesome, <laughs> oh, that's really cool. No, yeah, so I totally agree, that's all, all super cool. I was just interested, inter- interesting as well. Um, do you, you know, cause you've got like kind of like two very kind of different sides of your business with like the studio portraits and the documentary side. Do you have clients that, that you do both with, you know, the studio portraits and also documentary sessions?
1: Yes, I do, actually. Uh, For example, there's this one family who sort of became a repeat client and we actually became friends. Uh, So the first session I did for them was a documentary uh, session when they had their first baby. And then we did a couple of portrait sessions when they had their second child. And and then I uh, photographed their wedding.
0: Oh wow, that's like that's all like a whole life cycle of photography coverage. Yeah, it's is... sort of
1: in reverse, but <laughs>
0: Oh yes. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's the modern way of doing it. That's the modern way of doing it. Oh, that's so cool though, Agatha. To, to... Oh I'd I'd love to oh I guess I have done it a bit in reverse. Yeah, so I've done wedding shoots and then I've done some family shoots. Um But that
1: was the best wedding I photographed because by the time I photographed the wedding, I, I knew them. I knew them, I knew their kids, and they knew me and my photography and they trusted me. So so there was very little, they didn't really tell me what to, do. they said, you know, like just do your thing, document the day. Uh, and so I had like, I had this uh, sort of license to yeah to just capture what I think is important. And, and I cool. think I really managed to capture the essence of their day and, and they love the pictures.
0: Oh, that's very cool. Very cool. Cool. Do, do you do um, many weddings uh, normally, I used to do
1: weddings. Or? I don't do them anymore, uh, unless it's uh, for a special client or yeah, or so I can get persuaded. And I love weddings, but as you of course you know, um, it's uh, it's a lot of work and and time commitment, which is difficult with a young family. But I, I absolutely so love weddings. You know the, the emotions, the everything that's going on, the adrenaline. So being able to do this for a family that I know and I like so much was really special.
0: Oh, yeah, that is really cool. That is really cool. Um, great, Agatha. Uh, Agatha sorry. Let's, um, let's have a slight change in tack, if that's OK. Let's, um, <laughs> do you, I, I don't know, I, you mentioned you've listened to uh, an episode of, of, before, but I, have you ever heard how we've done a kind of little Netflix synopsis game?
1: Yes, uh, I'm slightly fearful of that <laughs> uh, because I don't really... Uh,
0: watch a lot but um I'll give it a go <laughs> okay nice that's the attitude that's the attitude. cool great so if anyone's listening now for the first time I'm just gonna read down a synopsis it might be on Netflix or it might be an old movie or whatnot and we'll see if I get I can get it and if you can at home uh there's no prize I'm afraid but um <laughs> yeah it's just, it's just fun <laughs> okay so the first one's a movie it's probably um about 15 years old or so I guess so okay a Mumbai teenager reflects on his life after being accused of cheating on the Indian version of who wants to be a millionaire
1: slam dunk millionaire
0: yes boom nice one <laughs> straight in that's great it's cool that film isn't it it's good. Mm, it's great mm, I've, I've not seen it in 80s but i want to watch it again i, I really i yeah, really enjoyed it first time okay one out of one that's great um okay let's go on to the second one so this is a series um and is a lot more recent okay so Struggling to come to terms with his wife's death, a writer for a newspaper adopts a gruff new persona in an effort to push away those trying to help.
1: Yes. Uh, Ricky Gervais, Afterlife.
0: Yes. Well, that's so good. That's great. Because that's quite a niche series, really. That's, yeah, that is a Netflix one. Yeah, it's great. Have you, Have you seen it then?
1: Uh, yes i have i actually um uh, i don't watch that much but the only time i watch netflix is um, when i do workout. i have a treadmill at home and this is when i this is how i motivate myself to stay on the treadmill
0: oh that's a good idea so it's set up in front of your telly yeah
1: yes (laughs) Ah,
0: that's really cool yeah good idea nice one um i've just bought a a little under desk cycle so I can be working on my laptop and underneath the desk. I'm like cycling. It's That's really good. Genius. Honestly, it's so good. I just, my wife was skeptical and we bought it. She was like, I don't think she thought I was going to use it, but I now I use it every time I'm working on my laptop. I, I do it with sitting down watching TV even. It's really good.
1: That's mm. genius. I need this in my life. I'm <laughs> straight after we finish.
0: <laughs> it is great. Honestly, it's really cool. It's called um, desk cycle Two. my one is called. It's very cool um right okay you have two out of two so far final one this one's trickier because it's a bit more obscure i have to say okay <laughs> so it's a movie and and okay the synopsis is this music steeped comedy draws on the world of a cappella groups to tell the story of an intense competition between three ensembles mm,
1: i'm not into music or musical films so it doesn't That's- really
0: any bells no no worries I, I i've not seen it myself as well someone um said it was good so that's why i've included it, but it's called pitch perfect apparently it's very good but still, uh, Agata, sixty-six percent is really, really good. So I'm well done. That's all, <laughs> That honestly is though. That's, I thought um... it'd be much worse. <laughs> <laughs> well, you very, very good. Very good. Um, cool. Let's go more back, uh, back onto your um, photography, Agata. Um, can you talk us through what a typical family shoot looks like for you? You know, like right maybe from the prep work, if you do any, uh, up to you know the beginning, of the session itself, and what equipment you use, and so on.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, so it always starts with a email and then a phone call where I try to find out more about the family, the, the, the ages, the kids, pets, sort of what they what they like to do. I sort of talk them through the approach. I um, sort of try to put them at ease about all the you know, the the clean house, the well-behaved kids kind of issues we've already uh, discussed. Um, I do ask if there is anything particular they want to get out of the session. You know, maybe, you know, maybe there is a special family activity they like doing and they would like captured or, you know, some kind of semi-defined idea for a specific shot they have in mind. Because, you know, some most families go into this and they don't have these ideas, but sometimes they do. So I, Mm -hmm. I want to know, what the main reason is why they want to be photographed so i can then work on doing that Mm -hmm. uh, in in the shoot um and you know i just tell them you know they don't have to dress in a particular way there's they don't have to match just
0: oh that's cool yeah (laughs) do you you ever find that people do wear matching clothes then and things
1: Uh, no i haven't i haven't had yet but i do Always say, uh, don't
0: do that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know that would be a, a thing, but yeah, I can imagine it uh, probably. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's funny. yeah cool. Yeah, c- carry on. Sorry, it's so, really interesting.
1: So yeah, so then I usually arrived in in the morning, either before or so, uh, around breakfast time. Okay. Uh, and I just uh, hang out with them. If they, you know, either eating breakfast, I'm I'm there. If they are going out, uh, I follow them. I, I do. You know, I photograph everything they are doing sort of including the the time, of course uh, uh, yeah. if it's age appropriate mm-hmm. and i leave after the kids are in bed
0: wow that's a long day then that's full on it's pretty it, yes. is it pretty intense it must be quite exhausting
1: it is really exhausting yes uh, i was actually reflecting on it after my last session because you know you are um you are on your feet the whole day mm. and uh, unlike uh, you know, obviously, as you know, weddings are exhausting because it's so intensive. Family sessions are exhausting in a different way because they are so much less structured. You don't know what's coming next.
0: Uh, Yeah. Mm.
1: So you always have to be ready for the unexpected. You Mm. have to sort of try to predict what might happen, but also react to what is happening. And, you know, little kids are completely unpredictable. They (laughs) run in random directions. They do weird things, which is brilliant, which is why I love, doing what I do but you it really keeps me on my toes mm, so I find cool. that you know throughout the day I am I'm, I'm really concentrating working really hard but the moment they it, the session finishes i it's almost like I almost immediately feel how tired I am
0: oh and, yeah. yeah I get that it's that me- as well as the physical side it's that mental exhaustion as well though isn't it because you yes. are we are having to really concentrate that whole that whole time um mm.
1: exactly yes <laughs> plus you know there's the physical one you know it's it's the being on my feet but you know i also have two cameras on me most of the time
0: oh cool I was gonna but, ask about that yeah what cameras do you do you use at the moment
1: until recently i had two I, i'm canon uh, oh, cool. uh so i had two three uh 5d mark
0: iii oh yeah cool
1: recently i um upgraded one to uh the mirrorless uh,
0: r5 ah. ah cool you enjoying that
1: I'm loving it. It's, it's the the autofocusing uh, when, you know, the camera still focuses on the subject's eye. It just blows my mind.
0: <laughs> oh, that's so cool. Yeah, I actually went from 5D3s like you I, and it was a great camera. It's still a great camera. It is, and I went to uh, mirrorless. I went to a Sony A9 and and yeah, the eye autofocus like you I, is, is awesome. And the 100% silence, it's just so good for documentary coverage. Yes, <laughs> and lighter as well, which is also a benefit. actually
1: yeah, the hundred percent silic. That's that would have been so good when I photographed uh, uh, the birth, because so I had uh, I did uh, I photographed uh, somebody giving birth, and oh, wow. uh, this is when I was so conscious of the. A teeny tiny little clicking noise, but it's not that quiet when you are in the middle of the night in a hospital.
0: Yes, I bet. Wow. Gosh, when when was that? I, I, again, something that I've never photographed um, a, a birth. That must have been an amazing experience. When was that?
1: It was absolutely fantastic. It was uh, two years ago because that baby has just turned two. It oh, ended up being a cesarean. Um,
0: oh, gosh, but
1: gosh. Uh, yes, yeah, so it was all together. It was 30 hours in a hospital.
0: What, were you? Th- were you there for a lot of that then? Yeah.
1: Yes, I was. I was there. I was sleeping with them in the room, with my head on the table. Well, sort of trying to sleep. That didn't quite oh count.
0: <laughs> wow! Is this um, a, a friend or someone that you photographed before, or a new client for specifically for the birth? Or
1: it was a client and a friend.
0: Uh, okay. Wow! Gosh, that must have been. It must have been an emotional experience.
1: It was super emotional. Uh, well, I think first because it's it's a baby. It's a new life just entering the world so i think it's super emotional in itself but there were a few other reasons it was uh, so she was giving birth in the same hospital where i had my two children
0: oh wow mm.
1: she uh you know she ended up having a c section and i had two sections so you know for oh, me it was going back to the same room where i first welcomed and hugged my babies
0: oh yeah wow that's special um were you able to photograph uh, the cesarean
1: yes i was i was uh i was there uh so yes it's a very different experience when you're not involved in it (laughs) like right yeah you know having the having the baby
0: (laughs) gosh i can't imagine would you like to do more birth photography
1: i'd love to to. i mean it is you know it is even more of a time commitment than a wedding and and unpredictable uh for very obvious reasons but uh yes i would i would very much love to do that it's i think you can't compare it with anything else just to see that first moment when a child is born that first meeting the first time when the mother and a father see the baby or, or mother and mother um when parents see the baby um it's just yeah can't compare it with anything else
0: no, I bet you can't at all totally incomparable. What an amazing thing to have, to have photographed I wish oh, it's funny i don't know I mean i'd love to and a huge part of me would love to do that. I just don't know oh, I just thinking about it like this gets to me emotional. I think i'd be a wreck behind the camera you know i don't know uh.
1: you know what it's uh, i think I think it would be much more difficult to sort of watch something without having a role, so I think it's mm. you are because you are there well at least how this is how i felt because i was there photographing i had a i had a job i had a task i i could concentrate on that and of course you know i was taking in what's happening but i had a role mm-hmm. and i think that was very helpful it's um, so in a way all these emotions sort of hit you later when you put the camera down
0: oh yeah i bet Wow, amazing thing to have done. That's um, yeah, super cool. Um, I also want to ask you about another one of your reportage awards, um, Agatha. As a, I believe it's especially important to you, and has a, a little pandemic story behind it. Can you tell us about that? Is it? It's I mean, the one with the two children on a basket-type swing, isn't
1: it? Yes, yes, it is. It's uh, it's my kids. Oh, cool. Um, in our garden, uh, it, I think two or three days before um, lockdown was announced, I managed to order that swing and nice. thank god for that swing
0: first
1: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> purchase ever um so you know when when the lockdown started i actually sort of sat myself down and had a, like, a serious think how i want how, how what i how i want this to go like what what can i do what are my priorities are and i came up with a few things but the two big ones for me was uh my kids and the relationship with them i didn't want it to become big scary stressful experience for them or you know this stressful homeschooling thing Mm. so I thought I'm going to prioritize my relationship with my kids and their well-being but I also wanted to prioritize uh, photography I thought you know I I love doing what I do and of course overnight my job disappeared I couldn't do it anymore
0: Mm, so I
1: thought I will you know I'll just document the lockdown for us so I so I yeah, I photographed them a lot a lot through lockdown, um, and that's sort of that that picture is on the you know they were just swinging in the in, in a swing, but uh, and I used to I did panning um, so for me this picture when I when I took it I knew it's like yes this is it I have it this is what I wanted, and and for me it's you know so it obviously has these these personal memories but when I look at it I can see you know there's movement. There's a lot of darkness and movement around them. And for me, that just really brings back how lockdown felt. It was dark and changing and unpredictable and a little bit scary. We didn't know what was going on. Mm -hmm. But in the middle of all that, it's my two beautiful children and and the facial expression of my daughter—it was—it was almost serene. She was. She yeah. Had,
0: she looks bliss, blissful. Mm, in that.
1: She had her eyes closed. She was smiling. There was a little sort of strand of um, hair, um, her hair in her mouth, and and she looked happy in the middle of all that. And it just became this this metaphor for me that you know we create our happiness in the middle of whatever is going on.
0: That's very cool. Oh, that's so cool to hear from you about that as well. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, really cool. And I'll include that if people want to head to theshabotagefamily.com or theshabotage.com, I'll include that image. That sense of motion you've got from it and the sense of bliss as well from your daughter's face, I think, yeah, it's such a serene image, as you were saying. It's, uh, yeah, very cool. Did I they, now, they must have, sorry, oh, sorry no, you go.
1: Yeah, yeah, I now actually have it as a huge, huge print uh, on my wall. I think it's one and a half meter long
0: wow that is a big one that's really cool
1: yes and, and i did you know i did win uh, a few awards for it and it was uh, it was especially meaningful because you know it's obviously nice to be have your work recognized but for me this image is so special for me that you know it was it was amazing to sort of almost have it confirmed that others are seeing something in it that's as well very
0: cool. yeah that's really cool Wow I just think having a one and a half meter print up in your house is really cool I don't have any of my photos like that big (laughs) at all I have actually hardly any of my images probably around the house um yeah I need to do that more. My my wife keeps getting random pieces of art and putting it around the house, but she we don't have like any photos. <laughs> need to reclaim the walls. <laughs> I do. I need to do it. I do definitely. You know, there's uh, actually like
1: psych- there's actually research that's um, you know when c- kids growing up in homes where pictures are printed and sort of presented on the walls or in albums as well, they there is a lot of um, psychological benefit for the kids, oh. and that includes sort of the sense of belonging, they sort of seeing themselves in a picture as a part of the family, it helps them feel sort of more secure that they belong somewhere, that they they are part of this bigger family unit. And it just, it also sends a message to the children that, you know, they are important enough to sort of put on the wall.
0: Display around. That's so true. Yeah. yeah. well wow, That's an even more important reason to do it. I was just thinking I need to get a lot of my wife's art down. Actually. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. That that makes total sense. I definitely should do that. Yeah, hit more.
1: her with the research results, and yeah, reclaim the walls.
0: Yes. I'm going to say, look what I've just heard. Yeah. <laughs> now that ma- that makes total sense, doesn't it? It's totally logical actually to think that that that, that would have that effect. Actually. Mm, mm. That's um, yeah. Cool. Uh, I guess your kids must be very used to you photographing do they just totally ignore you when you've got the camera yeah.
1: uh it's sort it of depends so quite often their own oh, mom not again mm-hmm, and no. you know i never make them pose it's actually my husband gets them to when he sort of gets his camera out he gets them to you know smile cheese uh, yeah so sometimes they do the same thing for me. And I say, no, no, no no cheese, please stop. <laughs> I never photograph when they are sort of smiling for the camera. But the thing is that they are sort of quite clever little things. And they have realized that I will do a lot to get a good picture. So they, they are allowed to do much more, more crazy stuff when I have a camera in my hand. Because, you know, I will... I will suspend some of our family rules if I think there could be a good photograph
0: coming up. <laughs> That's funny. And they know that. They take advantage of that. Oh, yes, they
1: it? do. They sometimes tell me, "Mummy, can you do this and that? But you can come and photograph, okay? <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's really funny oh that's really cool <laughs> yeah i reckon my I need, to, I need to photograph mine more i reckon they would do that if they knew that they could get away with more things they would love it uh, yeah that's that's funny um yeah cool um let's go to a, a random uh, question now um Agatha. if you had 24 hours totally to yourself and you could do whatever you wanted and money was no object what would you do
1: I would go somewhere that's warm, where I can be um, swim, have a swimming pool outside uh, with oh. a pile of books, and I would read. Absolutely. Oh, cool. Are you a big, big, big reader? Yes. Oh. Well, I used to be before I became a mom, and now, now I'm trying to organize my life in a way that I can read. But yeah, I have to be creative. <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah. So that time thing is such a thing, isn't it? It's such a thing. My oh. wife is uh, she's getting a lot of her reading done by reading to the kids and they're reading the Harry Potter books now from the beginning. And she's enjoying that, actually. That's one way to get some reading in, I guess, if you if you don't mind reading like children's novels. Although the Potter books, I enjoy them as an adult, actually. Have you read them?
1: No, I haven't. And my daughter, I think she's still a little bit too young. Well, my husband tried and uh, had a Harry Potter with her and she really wasn't into it. Uh, oh, but, yeah, you know, I try to sort of sometimes, you know, I, uh, I sort of let my daughter sort of come into our beds and, and I say, okay, this is a reading evening. You are reading your book. I'm reading my book. And this oh, is, you know, like an excuse for you know, like a nice time together and cuddle. But I'm also saying to myself, okay, I'm doing an important thing. I'm role modeling reading.
0: <laughs> that's true yeah that's very clever <laughs> but that is lovely because that's true though that reading is seen as a solo activity but just, just just to be in the same room and next to someone mm-hmm. both doing it it's just really nice so yeah that's nice um you know going back to what you said earlier though about having photos up on the wall as a, of, of the family um do you have many photos of of you up around you know as a mom do you ever get anybody in to photograph your family yes
1: before covid uh, before COVID, uh I would have somebody in at least once a year, sometimes twice. There were years like the year when my son was born. I think I had a four or even five photo sessions. Oh, wow. That's and cool. it's always documentary. And um, yeah, because I, I want to be in the pictures. Mm. I, uh, and, you know, I, I do take a lot of pictures of my family and then I print out these albums and it looks like an album of a single dad oh, just yeah, sure. doing everything because I'm, yeah, I'm never in these pictures and it's super super important for me and this is also what i always tell my clients so i definitely practice what i preach here that it's it's super important for me to to be in the pictures and to know that my kids will see what we did together how much fun we had how silly we were and you know and i don't really sort of care you know if i look okay or not most of the time you know when we were parenting things get chaotic but <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, I, I want I want this time with uh, with my kids um, to be documented. No,
0: mm, oh, that totally makes sense. Totally makes sense. So we I'm... have
1: huge collection of albums, and it's not even everything that I have. There are there are still sort of pictures waiting to be put into albums and printed. I think at the point at this point, I probably have fifteen family albums.
0: Oh wow! Yeah, that's and, awesome.
1: Yeah, and lots of yeah, lots more waiting and pictures on the walls as well.
0: That's very cool. I was going to say, because you mentioned albums quite a few times and prints and things. So I, I guess from hearing from you, you do see it, it's, it's very important that, you know, you get images printed that don't just live as digital files.
1: Yes. Yeah. And I'm, you know, I, I do have a huge backlog because, uh, yeah, it's it, again, it's it's time going through everything. I have so, so many that I take that going through them, organizing, editing, it does take time. But I really try as much as I can. And I really always, always talk about it to to my clients that, you know, if, you know, digitals will just live on your computer and die. Mm,
0: that's true, uh, isn't it? and it's
1: better than nothing, uh, but uh, yeah, you need to be in the pictures with your children, and mm. and if you can, just yeah, print them.
0: Do you have your albums kind of like accessible around the house so your kids can yes. like just pick them up and look, yeah, okay, yes. that's cool as well. Mm, yes,
1: we actually there's a, when my my son is now and he's really getting into looking at the albums he really enjoys seeing himself and so who is this baby is it me is it Maya what did we do he, I, yeah so he really enjoys looking oh, at
0: that's that. nice yeah I'm actually thinking about that now It just brings me back I remember we do have these little red kind of albums with little six by four little inserts you know of photos when I was a kid I mean we were looking you know like mm. 35 years ago when I was a kid now um yeah so I remember I did used to love looking through them actually and I don't have anything like that now we don't have any albums um yeah i need to do that honestly it's so many with these podcasts i say there's so many things i need to do it's, <laughs> it's just ridiculous i need to have this massive to-do list um yeah it's mad well, I mean, that's,
1: I, that's the other thing right it's you know we there's uh, you know parenting itself is is full on and then there's work so i think it's mm-hmm. easy to beat ourselves up about that but um
0: that's true yeah it is
1: i think whatever you know whatever we can so i yeah, I, I should be doing more I would like to be doing more but um I'm doing as much as, as I can
0: that's true yes that is so true I've got you talking about photos that are being kept on computers I've got I know I've got photos from Christmas like three years ago I think which I've just not even edited yet that is bad isn't it that's
1: yes bad. yes I, yes same with me there is a lot that's sitting there
0: because <laughs> I think it's one thing one uh, one of the great benefits of being a, a professional photographer and you know, I put that in quotation marks because I don't know what you know I don't, I don't know what that really means really but um it, the, one of the great benefits is that we we do have this equipment around we can take great photos of our own kids but the downside of it is that well what it can be is that we're looking at photos all the time as our job so then I don't know when I've got the thought of thousands of my own images to edit it, it can go on the back burner a bit
1: yes I mean Yes, because yeah, once you've finished editing them for your clients, you just don't want to spend any more time uh, in front yeah. of the computer. But see for me there's another aspect which um which makes photographing my own family difficult is uh which is why I really you know, I often get others to do it uh, for me, is that uh am I'm, I'm finding it I often find it difficult to be both the parent and the photographer. And you know, there are some like a basic things about it, like sort of safety. I have a crazy, spirited, fantastic, but crazy <laughs> four-year-old, and <laughs> if I have a camera in my hand, I can't save him from killing himself. Mm-hmm, so that's yeah. a little bit tricky. But also, I can't fully participate and do things with them and connect if I'm photographing them. Mm, so that's sure. yes, I really struggle with that. So quite often, I take, I always take my camera on holiday with me, but often I don't end up using it because I really want this time to to connect with with the kids so a, a couple sure. of times too i actually had a photographer coming and do this day in the life session when we were on holiday
0: oh that's cool great so idea i could enjoy
1: it uh and and i could fully be with the kids
0: very cool again that's something i should do wow cool where where
1: where have you oh yeah
0: that'd be so cool i'd love that i'd love that Uh, where have you had that done where when you were holidaying in the uk or abroad or Uh,
1: that was in mallorca actually
0: oh nice
1: cool but in uh, no uh, uk as well so just after my son was born but when he was about six weeks we had uh, a bigger family weekend with uh, my husband's kids from his uh, first marriage and our two we had a weekend together and we had a photographer coming um doing a shoot for us then
0: very cool Great, yeah, that's really cool. I should do that. I need to go on holiday first, but yeah, uh, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I should have done that when. I said, what an opportunity missed, actually. Just, think, just as I said to you, you know, earlier in the year we went to London for four days. That would have been a perfect opportunity, actually. Lots
1: of fantastic photographers down
0: here, so yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Yourself, you know. So, yeah. What a missed opportunity. That's silly. We need. We need to go again. We'll go again, and um yeah, I'll. I'll, I'll ask you then. That would be awesome. That would be very cool. Um, <laughs> well, let's go. a exchange. I come.
1: You know. You come. Yeah. Here. you can sort of swap uh, services
0: that sounds good definitely let's do it let's do it um let's let's talk a little bit about the the business side um Agatha and in in terms of in terms of marketing for you you know getting yourself out there do you know what's been the most effective for you or one of the most effective ways of 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 getting you know Uh, couples whether that's the portraiture side or the documentary side well
1: yes uh hands down word of mouth
0: that's cool is that so, that means you're doing a great business
1: job and word of mouth yes so people being happy with what i've done and just recommending
0: me mm. oh, coming cool. again mm. no, that's sure. great isn't it because that does just, just mean that you're doing a great great job for that no it's really cool uh
1: well yeah um uh, i think it must do right it sounds um
0: I'm no sure. yeah it does that <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> it's true and do you get you know do you get many of your clients book you like for a few years down the line so you're seeing like children kind of grow in age as well
1: yes sometimes it does yeah it does happen and you know uh, like with that family that i mentioned before there was the first child and then there's a second child oh yeah um so that that happened a few times actually
0: that's Um, very cool and do you do much in terms of i'm sorry just i was going to say there do you do much in terms of other things like seo or social media or anything
1: uh you know that's on my to-do list but uh, usually towards the bottom so i pretty yeah. much never get to it so no i don't um, i don't do anything uh, on my yeah. seo I, I know i should i like, 100% should it's 21st century I, everybody should be doing it
0: <laughs> well but, it's funny though <laughs> if things are working for you though then he doesn't it do not it doesn't don't need to do it if, if things are working for you
1: Mm, I mean, it's, it's, you know, I guess, you know, you, I, I would like to, but there's just never enough time. Like, you know, I would like to be blogging more consistently or sort of doing social media more consistently. But uh, whenever, you know, there's a client piece of work, that's always a priority for me. Once I have, you know, have delivered the, the images to a client, this is when I go, go to, you know, doing my behind the scenes stuff. <laughs>
0: I understand that yeah, I understand that have you ever thought and I've never done it I don't know if I because i'm I, I don't am I control free I don't know I don't know I just like to do things myself but have you ever thought about you know the prospect of getting like a, an assistant or a virtual assistant to do that kind of you know admin social media type stuff at all
1: yes so i'm I am at, at this point I could definitely use uh, some help for sure um I haven't got round to doing this yet but I have been seriously thinking about it and i have also in the past sort of tried um getting outsourcing editing but that's oh, yeah. yeah being a control freak and a perfectionist <laughs> that just didn't work it's well mm. you know the results were good but they were not exactly what i wanted and i just could not sort of let go of i understand
0: know, that full if you follow
1: you... the end picture <laughs>
0: Yeah, I get that. If you're having to spend almost the same amount of time to go back over the work that the outsourcing exactly. people have done, then it's not it's not worth it, is it? So yeah, I totally understand that. Um, I get it. I've just looked down and it's been over, over an hour. And honestly, it's really like yeah, I know it's mad. Isn't it mad? Oh, it's been so fun talking to you. Um, I've got time. Just one more question. That's okay. Mhm. Sure. Okay. OK, so quite a big one, um, but let's go through it because I think people would love to hear from you about this. So, yeah, what would be your top tips or just bits of advice or just one tip, you know, whatever you can think of um, to help someone become better at the documentary side of what we do, a family photography? Um, yeah. Well, any, any thoughts or bits of advice? Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I think it would be. Yeah, that's going to be a big one. Um...
0: That's okay, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: think it would be about answering for yourself why you were doing this. Okay. So finding your why, and then trying to maybe be with yourself a bit more specific what your point of view is and yeah, what, you, what you want to achieve, what do you want to give to your clients and so finding a vision and motivation that's uniquely yours, because I think this is uh, when you when you do that, you, you will end up doing something that you love, that energizes you. And that will show in that will show in the in the images. So that's. Does, the that, come,
0: the, does mm-hmm? that come from more experience of shooting more? or, did, it, or did, it, did that come quite naturally to you when you started shooting?
1: No, I think when I started I was trying to I was sort of looking a lot at what others are doing. I was trying to sort of see what the trends are, trying to maybe guess what's uh, yeah, what what I should be doing. And and I think I lost my own voice and and my style. And I think now I I know more what I'm looking for in the pictures. I know why I'm doing this. I know what I want to capture. And that also translates to so like to, to the specific moments. And that's actually, I guess, another tip I would have. It's uh, when you're pressing the shutter, you should know why. Why are you photographing this? What are you trying to say? What's so interesting in this? What's in front of you that you want to capture? So I think it's knowing your big why and your little whys. Uh, yeah. And and I think that's where you will translate your passion and your unique unique. Uh, approach to photography and your your own uniqueness as an artist into your photography and i think people will the right people will connect with your vision and that kind of energy the people who are drawn to what you do so i think so it would be just don't try to adapt follow others just do you be authentic and real and the right clients will follow
0: that is awesome advice, honestly, proper awesome advice. I've just been nodding that whole time. I know you can't see me, and we we, we spoke beforehand. And we we're both happy we can't see each other, <laughs> just, uh, or see ourselves really. It's yes. seeing ourselves, yeah, not each other, <laughs> seeing ourselves. Um, yeah, but I was just nodding that whole time, so tell that that is awesome advice. Yeah, it really, really is. And it's just been so lovely talking to you. Thank you for coming on and and talking to me. Yeah,
1: thank you so much for for inviting me. Uh, I, yeah, I was uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very touched and, uh, and honored to to be yeah to be asked.
0: <laughs> oh no thank you. My honor to talk and to it's you. It's a real pleasure. Oh, thank you. I've really enjoyed it as well. Thank you. Um, and anybody listening now, do head to thisreportagefamily.com uh, uh, or thisreportage.com. I'll include a link through to um, Agatha's, uh, sorry, Agatha, sorry, uh, my <laughs> there, uh, website. Uh, and I'll include those two specific images that you spoke about as well. Um, I'll link through to the, your Miracle Project as well. Um, and yeah, and I'm looking forward to actually meeting you at the, uh, t- oh, I can't yeah, talk to today, party. Sorry, at the party. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's gonna be fun i'm so happy yeah it's gonna be fun isn't it i think we do we all deserve a party we do deserve oh, a yes party. yes
1: of all the years we definitely do
0: <laughs> definitely so awesome um yep yeah, thanks so much and um i'll be seeing you soon
1: yes thank you thank you so much have a good day
0: and you bye bye
1: Bye. thank you bye
0: you've been listening to the 95th episode of the this is reportage podcast Agatha was great, and well, I'm really looking forward to meeting her in real life at our party next week. Head to thisreportagefamily.com or thisreportage.com for a link to her website and her Waiting for the Miracle project, and to see the couple of Repertage Family awards she discussed on the episode, too. We now have 95 episodes of the podcast available where we speak to wedding and family photographers from all over the world. Dalve into our back catalogue to hear from the likes of Ange Waterton, Lisa Hu Chen, Gretchen Yost, Alice Chapman, Lisa Winner, Laura Beth Davidson. Philip Swiggers, Ross Harvey, David Scholes, and many, many more. If you're not a member of this reportage or this reportage family, check out all the benefits of joining us, including an unlimited number of images on your profile, 60 individual award and 18 story award entries per year, invites to our physical meetups and parties, including our upcoming Christmas party in December 2021, exclusive discounts, hours of educational videos featuring tips and advice from some of the world's best photographers, and much more. We're currently judging the final collections of 2021 with the results to be announced very soon now. Hopefully see you soon for our Christmas party in London on December the 6th. No poses, nothing staged. This is reportage And this is bye for now.